0: you push me to be more patient and so most of the time we will just like way push out the timeline Yeah, that, our, our typical
1: answer is i'm unwilling to compromise on what i want but i will i will be I will wait yeah yeah
0: but in this particular scenario like pushing out the timeline and getting exactly what we want while we're living here at the building it didn't make it just sense. didn't make any sense yeah We're Nick and Hannah True, and we're here to help you go from feeling confused, stressed, and ashamed about your finances, to having a budget that reflects your values, provides clarity and confidence in your daily spending decisions, and fosters unity between you and your spouse. We'll help you craft a money story that not only gives you personal freedom, but also creates a positive impact in your family and community. Welcome to Craft Your Money Story, a Mapped Out Money Podcast. So we have done a lot of prioritizing our spending over the past what, two and a half, yeah, years I mean, going through different renovations. We've and stuff. always
1: been super like optimizing and prioritizing of spending, but we have had to reach an <laughs> entirely different level, yeah, I think.
0: Definitely, for sure. <laughs> um so that's kinda of what we're gonna be talking about today is how do you navigate those different like spending decisions, especially when you have something big like a renovation project. Yes.
1: Yeah, or it could be a you know, a big vacation or You know any anything that's larger that you're like oh my gosh how do i like how do i think about this yeah um so i think before we jump into the framework for how we kind of try to think about optimizing these i wanted to make sure that we gave some background on having a shared vision um, and the importance of that so for us um, we use this this vision document that basically helps us be aligned on some of the most important items and so everything that we're going to talk about for how we make specific spending decisions around a project or around a vacation or whatever it's all in light of having a shared vision at first how long have we been doing we've been doing the vision doc for what four or five years maybe three four years something like that at
0: least 2018.
1: Okay. So five years. Yeah. yeah. We've been doing this for a while. Yeah. And, uh, the vision doc, we, we have not been perfect on this, but we do try to update it quarterly. Um, and so that helps us just kind of remain grounded on what the big picture items are. So, um, to give you a taste of what I mean when I say this, uh, I let me just
0: pull this over here so it's also really nice to revisit it that often because stuff changes stuff
1: changes yes it changes
0: so much totally so it it helps you remember where you're going but also make adjustments when you need to
1: yes so for us like some of the things that are on our dock um are are these shared visions or milestones for the future and then also kind of some core principles that i would say we manage our money by so one of those would be um, we don't we don't really use credit card debt. We don't run up credit card debt for discretionary fund spending. Yeah. Uh, and so we will use debt like this building, right? We bought a, took a, a commercial loan for the building. Um, we also took out a personal loan to help fund some of the initial renovation costs of the Airbnb and everything. And so- But we, for
0: context, like we did not do that on the house that we bought in correct. Fairhope. Correct. For just like our residential space, we were both on the same page of like, we're not gonna do that. Yeah, we'll, that's a good point.
1: So we didn't do it for for what just what we want. We'll take out yeah. debt for the purposes of investing yeah. in this case. Um, but we won't use, you know, credit card debt to fund a vacation or to buy something for fun or whatever. So that's an important sort of shared thing. Um, we also try to, you know, with that, that means we try to cash flow as much as possible. So we're very, very clear on exactly how much money we make every single month and how do we best use that cash flow towards whatever Everything we're prioritizing. Everything we have going on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so right now we're currently in a season of our life where we're prioritizing a huge chunk of our monthly income towards long-term wealth building aka the building right and so um, we're currently using roughly 40% sometimes a little more of our take home in order to fund it into building renovation projects and so a lot of the projects that we're doing on the building are coming from monthly cash flow. Um, as, as we make money, we pour it back into the building more or less. Um, and then some of the milestones, like I said, so, you know, for the next three to five years, some of the milestones that are on our vision doc are, um, real estate investing for long-term wealth building, um, saving up a down payment on our house. So, you know, we're not going to be in the building forever. We don't know how long, but, maybe, you know, three to five years is kind of what we're throwing out there right now. And whenever we do decide where we want to live for, you know, a decade or more, we want to be prepared. And so one of our priorities over the next few years is to save a down payment. Yeah. And then um, the last two I'll share would be uh, growing mapped out money so that we can increase our income Uh, and then living in Knoxville with flexibility. And so what that means is The building that we purchased and everything we're doing to the building, we're always trying to keep in mind maintaining our flexibility um, because we don't know where we're going to end up long term. And so we don't want to do anything that would end up handcuffing us or make it very difficult uh, to, to be flexible in the future. So we might do a future episode on vision and how we sort of came up with some of these things. But I think it's important for you listening to know this operates as a foundation before we get into optimizing any specific purchase.
0: Absolutely. Because if you're married and you don't have this and then you start getting into specific purchases, like the chances of you being aligned on what you want to cut and what you want to push out as far as like timeline and all of that stuff. It's probably going to be an argument. Yes. Like you're, the chances of you being on <laughs> totally. the same page are so, so slim. Um, so yeah, having this foundation laid, it makes it to where one of us isn't like, well, I want to do this thing. And well, I want to do this thing. It's like, okay, yeah. well, we know overall where we're going and we might disagree on the short term decisions to make to get there. But having that overall vision allows us to, like, come together and discuss those things and then find, figure out how to, like, compromise.
1: Yeah. So the arguments come in two ways, right? There's, there's like, arguments about, and arguments is maybe a harsh word, but sometimes it is arguments, I guess. But, like, arguments about disagreements on the big picture vision. Mm-hmm. And that's in the vision setting discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is important that we both have things on the vision that we're excited about. And, and we do, we have things that we're both super jazzed about, but then we have things that like, maybe I'm more jazzed about than you are or vice versa. And so that's that set. And then what we're about to get into with these specifics, like you were saying, it's not so much where maybe we're disagreeing on, well, we should buy this next or buy that next. The vision helps remind us of like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, hold up what's most important right now and like what do we feel like is going to help us most achieve that vision and then we can have a more productive conversation about what makes the most sense rather than it feeling like well you just want that and yeah. and whatever so yeah um cool so like that's the foundation before we get into the framework we also wanted to discuss like the difference between a value and an impulse shopping or an impulse and do you want to talk about that yeah
0: so uh i'm going to use our our seventy five hard example, which <laughs> we did an eleven hard. We made it like eleven days out of the seventy-five hard. But one of the things that came out of that as part of as part of our like guidelines that we were doing, um, we were not eating dessert. Yes. And I had gotten in the habit of just like every night kinda after dinner, like I wanted something sweet. And it was really just like a habitual impulse. You're like
1: Pavlov's dog. Yeah. Like, you like yeah. eat dinner and you're like, oh
0: time for dessert. Time for dessert. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> Um, so what we talked about, we did not cut our, we like, we like really good coffee creamer and we decreased the amount that we were using, but we did not cut it out. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of that time I was talking to Nick, I was like, you know, I am surprised how much I have not missed dessert, but that I would super miss the, like a creamer. great cup of coffee in the morning. And we, we started talking about how that was very similar to like, like dessert being like the impulse purchases Mm -hmm. that we make that really, if you cut them out, you miss them a lot less than you would expect. Yeah. Whereas like your that morning cup of coffee that's like so good and like you look forward to It's a like, true value. Oh man, adds so much like well,
1: I'll literally go quality to, bed to your day. Thinking about the cup of coffee I'm gonna have in the next morning.
0: <laughs> so so that's like, you know, the values or the purchases that are actually aligned yes. with your values yes. kind of thing. Um so differentiating those. Like a value so when you spend in alignment with your values, you're spending your money in order to achieve something deeper that's truly important to you and your family. And then um, if you are spending on an impulse, that's just something that's like crossed your mind in the moment, and it's pretty inevitably gonna leave you feeling disappointed. Yeah. because um, those things usually aren't in alignment with our true values. and it's it's a um, it's a fleeting, moment yes. of like satisfaction with that thing. Yes. Very much like dessert for me.
1: Very much like dessert.
0: So a budget helps you assess and navigate those daily spending decisions so that you're not falling prey to your impulses yeah. like all the time.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, as with the theme of, you know, what we're all about and kind of our whole shtick with money is like, we, we want you to spend more money on your values. And that's what we try to do with our money. But even within that, you can't always get what you want. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and so even if you have like all the values, and you're like, I'm super clear on my values, sometimes your budget still doesn't allow you to get all of the values. So you then have to prioritize, okay, well, within the things that I value, what are truly the most important items? And that's that's kind of where, that's kind of the goal of this episode really, is to yeah. talk about that.
0: I also want to just like hit on the fact that I think we we tend to think of limits as being bad and they're so not like functioning within we're we're like made to function within limits as humans. And so it's good to have a limit on what you can spend and that allows you to go in and optimize. It makes it, it's like a, like a puzzle, you know? Okay. How can I make all of these pieces fit together with the resources that I have available? Um, so just, Getting that out of your head that that's like a negative thing to have to work yeah. within some limits.
1: It's um, this is not the point of this episode, but like as a quick aside, one of the most like poignant examples to me of this is um, if anybody listening is familiar with like startup uh, tech startup culture, it is very, very, very common that super well funded uh, startups that got millions and millions and millions and millions and millions in funding will ultimately blow up and never end up achieving whereas the scrappy startup that didn't get as much funding or maybe didn't get any funding um they had way more limits and constraints which forced them to be much more creative in how they built the company and that forcing and constraint mechanism um actually increased their likelihood of success um and that's just like one example of how like this limitless constraints you think is going to be beneficial, but in reality, when you have these limitless constraints and so much funding, um, it doesn't focus you enough on the actions and the things that you need to do to actually have the success that you want. It's easy to sort of get lost in the weeds because you're not forced to consider what the, the most important things are.
0: Yeah, totally. Um. Okay, so are we ready to get into the three variables? Then? Yeah,
1: so um. So here's the framework. The idea is that with any specific purchase or any specific, um, it could be an item or it could be a service, there's three variables that you can kind of play with if that thing doesn't currently fit in your budget. So the first variable is the quality of the item or the service itself, so this is where Um, you can downgrade the quality of the item get a used item get a less expensive item hire somebody less expensive whatever Um, that is still going to get you most of the value you're after but because it's lower quality you can get it sooner the second variable that you can play with is not not really about the item you're wanting to purchase it's about the other item so the second variable is cuts what are you willing to cut from your other parts of your budget so that you can get the quality of the thing that you really want. And then the third variable is the timeline. And so maybe you're not really willing to cut the quality of the item itself. You're also not really willing to cut other items, but you are willing to be patient and wait and say, you know what, this isn't in my budget this month. But if I kind of wait another three months or six months or whatever, I can save up and then I can get the thing that I really want without having to sacrifice other things. I just have to sacrifice the timeline.
0: Yeah. I think early on in budgeting too, you can do a lot more um, in the cuts department. Yes, totally. So like when we first started budgeting, I remember, you know, it was like, oh, well we can cut cable and direct that money over here or, you know, different little things like that. And like the more you budget and the more tuned in, you get on what you're doing um, there's fewer places that you can make these like big meaningful cuts yes. and you you're have already to focus, pretty optimized yes you have to focus more in on the quality of the item that you're looking at um, or adjusting that timeline yes yep so.
1: and of course I should say like technically there's a fourth variable which is like make more money but that's <laughs> that's not really the point of this episode because th- that still doesn't really help you determine you're always gonna have a fixed amount of money. And so we're talking about how how do you operate within that fixed amount of money to do the most things or yeah. the highest valuable thing. So Yeah, so yeah kind of
0: a whole other rabbit. Hole that's a whole other whole
1: other thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, quality cuts, timeline. Those are the three. Cool.
0: Um, so we thought we'd give you an example from something that we've been working through here at the building. And like we mentioned in our last episode, like it's cold a lot of the time. So we wanted an indoor workout space. We also didn't want to have to go to a gym. So that means like accumulating some equipment for ourselves. And let
1: me, so let me back up, back you up just a little bit. Okay. So we want to, we want a home gym. Right, mm-hmm. we talked about that in the last mm-hmm. episode because of driving and stuff. We won't rehash that. We want to be able to work out at home, and so I opened up a Notion dashboard and I started putting in all the links to all the stuff I want. Right, I want the bench press, I want the pull-up bar, I want the rack, I want the da 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 da. We outline everything.
0: Well, including
1: including an outdoor building, an outdoor building, yeah, and so. Because our building didn't have a place where we were like, oh, there's a perfect workout space.
0: Yeah, we don't have any sort of like garage or anything. We don't have a garage. We do have a basement, but the ceilings are pretty low. Um, and so like I could probably work out in there pretty easily.
1: <laughs> I can't. Nick cannot.
0: Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we didn't have any space like that. So it would mean getting in an outdoor building. So which we we're looking at getting an outdoor lot.
1: building, which was going to add like four or five grand, I think. At least. And so... Um, we total up everything, build the whole spreadsheet out of like our dream gym. And the whole thing, including the outdoor building is probably gonna be like $12,000. So that means, uh, well, we don't have the 12 grand right now. Doesn't fit into the budget to just do that. And we are not really willing to cut a lot of other things we're working on to speed that timeline up because we've got other priorities of the building
0: yeah like that project the workout project that's personal that's personal like that's just our stuff yes um and so we weren't willing to cut things that we're doing on the building that actually make the building a better investment yes. in order to to siphon that money to the workout space and
1: so the variable that we're playing with the most really is then the the quality of the home gym setup Right, because there are specific items within the home gym that I'm unwilling to compromise on. Like, I want the specific dumbbells that I want or something like that. but also the timeline. Well, the the timeline, yeah. But I was just saying, like... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to confuse things. So the timeline and the quality of the thing itself yeah. really are the two that we're yeah. playing with. And
0: so Nick was pretty set on the quality of, of what he wanted. Like yeah. there, there are certain things that are certain brands that you want and you don't want to go get a cheaper version yes. of those things. And so after, after mapping out, okay, like as far as equipment goes, this is what I want to get. And looking at all of that total, then we were like, okay, well that puts the timeline out here yeah to actually like be getting those things and it was like several years yeah yeah way out um and like we said earlier we're not planning on living at the building forever and so to push that out a few years or maybe 18 months to two years say by the time we like started doing the outdoor building kind of thing and then slowly adding equipment to it um it kind of already w- didn't make sense.
1: Yeah, well by then this goes back to what's one of our core things on our vision is flexibility in yeah. Knoxville, right? It's hard to bite off putting that big of a investment into the building that truly is for personal use because we're not like I'm not going through the process of opening up a gym to the public and yeah. like liability insurance and <laughs> like we're not building a gym. It's just our gym. It's just yeah. for us. Yeah. And so um it doesn't make a lot of sense to pour that kind of money into this property for a gym knowing that we might do that and then literally move six to 12 months later.
0: Yeah, and so we were like, well, okay, you know, the equipment would go with us and then like maybe we could rent out this exterior building to somebody for something, but I don't know. We kind of just decided like, yeah, that that's not really the optimal way yes. to invest money at the building. Yes. And so how can we, where's the middle ground where we can, have an indoor workout space, be accumulating some equipment that can move with us. And the, the other nice but thing about equipment- But it's not all the
1: equipment that we want, it's just some. Yeah. Yep.
0: But the other nice thing about equipment is like, you can get one piece at a time. It yes. doesn't have to be a bulk purchase. Um, and so, as you might guess, we came to a, a point where we were like, okay, we need to nix the outdoor building. Yeah, because that's basically
1: doubling our cost, effectively.
0: Yeah. 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 And there was a there's a small office down here off the co-working space. Um, and, and it's
1: really the worst office. Yeah. so there's what is there? There's a conference room and then there's four offices. Mm-hmm. We're accumulating we have one for mm-hmm. our studio. We're renting one. We're gonna run out the other one. And then this small one we were going to rent as well. But it's like the worst location, the smallest one, it's the, it's the least desirable and would pull the least amount of rent. Yeah. And so you were kind of like, Hey, what if we just put like a bike and a rowing machine and like some weights and stuff in there? And then, you know, we can just kind of have that as our, as our workout space. And then when we move, you know, then we can rent uh, that it can out and can turn
0: into whatever it needs it can to whatever. turn
1: into. But, um, that felt like a way better compromise. And so we're, we're sort of downgrading the, the amount quality of equipment and the amount of equipment if you will the quality of the home gym by downgrading the yeah you know the building the and all that stuff that want, Some
0: the, of the equipment that you want pieces that we're going to get but just
1: not as much of it and yes. not the outdoor cool big huge building space or whatever yeah um, and then that speeds up the timeline so that we can actually like start working out this winter inside
0: yeah but again going back to having that vision we know it's like yeah we're we're sacrificing right now and not not having the optimal gym setup that we would really like but that's not forever
1: not forever um like when
0: we and we know when we're looking at houses and when we buy our future house and all of that stuff like we're going to both be prioritizing like, okay, can we have a good setup for working out at home that we're both really happy with? And you know, all of those things. So adjusting that timeline and both being on the same page with that, knowing that like down the road, we can, we can do this the way we want to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the takeaway for us has been, what are the thing asking ourselves the question, what are the things we're unwilling to, to compromise on, which, you know, I think we shared this last time but leading up to this we spent months going back and forth and back and forth of whether or not we should join a gym or just work out here Mm -hmm. and finally we landed on working out here so that became the thing we're unwilling to compromise on we're going to work out here great then it was like okay well what other things are we unwilling to compromise on and then that helps us think about Which var or which which areas we're willing to reduce the quality so that we can get the overall value we're looking for.
0: This example was particularly interesting for us, though, because normally you're very very patient. Um, I you've helped me get more patient. I still feel like I'm not very patient, but you're more patient than the
1: average person. You
0: push me to be more patient, and so most of the time we will just like way push out the timeline. Yeah, our our typical answer
1: is. I'm unwilling to compromise on what I want, but I will, I will be, I'll wait. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But in this particular scenario, like pushing out the timeline and getting exactly what we want while we're living here at the building, it
1: didn't make sense. It just sense. didn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't so make it was interesting
0: sense. to like come back and then go, okay, like, what other adjustments can we make? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So I want to give like maybe one or two other just quick examples of this framework to give people something to chew on for how they can apply this you know, for them. Um, So the other example I wanted to share was this outdoor project for the co-working space. So Hannah and I, we tend to dream big. And so (laughs) (laughs) when we first bought this building, we're like, we could build this upper there might deck have been a
0: rooftop hot tub involved hot tub i don't know
1: and like a th- you know and we could do all this <laughs> stuff uh so we dream big we see potential right we see what it could be and then we kind of dial it back and um but one of the projects that we'd like to do is the front porch area we want to close it in not not completely closed in but like with just a do like
0: a little like privacy privacy slat wall.
1: slatted that's the yeah word, slat we're wall. like
0: we're right on a, a busy road yes um and we don't have a lot of real pretty things to look at right here. So we kind of yeah. want to still let light in and everything. But, but do
1: some plans, yeah. have an outdoor sitting area. So when the weather's nice, people that are working here can go outside yeah. if they want to. Um, just kind of give people that option. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that sort of a privacy and, and nice place. And then we're going to do a smaller version of that, very much smaller version of that, on the side of the building as well, where there's a landing. and so. Those projects, we started looking at, okay, well, the wood and the stain and the furniture and kind of all the money that it's gonna to take to do that. And we really, you know, then started needing to go, well, well, that's gonna be expensive. What are the things we're willing to play with, right? So if we think through the quality cuts and timeline, on this example, we really didn't wanna cut the quality of this particular project. We felt that, that this project was important
0: I think that's like kind of, kind of true, but I think it's, I think it almost just happens like a little bit seamlessly. So like when we first start envisioning something like that, then maybe I get on article and I look at their outdoor furniture and it costs like X amount up here. And then I go like, okay, well, what can we get for a similar look that's like less? so. I, I think we do play with the quality we on do. the front end, yeah. but it's only to a certain degree. So then we go like, OK, to get to get furniture that's this kind of vibe and, um, you know, at least this quality, we're talking about X amount of dollars. Yes. So we have played with that quality on the front end. It's just not
1: you're right so we played with it but, but then once we you, land on it then
0: we're like th- then this then is where set. we want to be this
1: is where we want to be yeah
0: we're not going to go down any more than that
1: and so then the main the main thing that we've done in this particular project is cut the other projects right so yes um we ended up cutting an interior fireplace project where i was going to build out this like killer fireplace wall and put a really nice electric fireplace in and and now we're like okay scrap that maybe one day, but like scrap that for now. Um, And then the other thing that we are scrapping is buying tables for the inside. And instead, I've been building tables. And so that's a skill that I've been able to (laughs) build, really learn uh, by watching YouTube videos mostly.
0: We priced out like buying really big tables and they were like, I mean, for the biggest, several thousand, several dollars, thousand dollars, whereas Nick can build it for maybe $800 yes. in, in wood. And so, you know, cutting some things in there. And again, it's like the interior is well on its way to being like, okay, this like, Legit. it looks pretty cool yeah. in here. It's like nice and functional and, you know, whatever. And then the outdoor space is, non-existent basically yeah. at this point, like the patio is there, it's got a roof and, you know, space, but there's no furniture. It doesn't look cool, whatever. And so at some point it's like, okay, when does it make sense to stop making the inside, like even nicer, even nicer, even nicer, and instead move out here? We make, we and, can make a
1: bigger impact basically yes, by doing yes. the outside.
0: That's how to say it. Like, okay, our money's going to make a bigger impact to bring the outdoor space up to the level of the inside. Yes. And then come back to the inside and do some of these things that are going to make it just like over the top cool, and like with, the electric fire And with the
1: tables, it's like, could we pay a few thousand dollars and get nicer, big custom wooden tables that would be way better than what I can build? Yes.
0: I don't really think so. Nick's tables are pretty good.
1: But if I but can I build a table that's like good enough and and nobody will really know the difference? Yeah. Yes. And so, cool, let's do that. Uh, And then we can put money into the the exterior. Yep. So the last example is what I would call dope trips or like nice trips, right? And so it's not that we've completely nixed traveling this year, but we have significantly adjusted the quality of the travel that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so we had originally planned to take a beach trip in January. We cut that entirely. Um, We were going to go to Boise for a conference actually last week. Mm -hmm. We cut that entirely. Back in
0: January, we um, went to see Nate Bargatze. That's right. We went to Johnson see Nate Bargatze. And like we still went on that trip. We still spent the night in Johnson City. But we, instead we of renting one like... one night
1: in a hotel instead of like...
0: A whole cabin Four nights thing. in a cabin.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then we are going to go camping next week for our, our anniversary. But we're just doing like tent, tent camping, camping, two nights, um, you know, pretty cheap. And then we've got one uh, kind of short beach trip planned also in a campground rather than like an Airbnb. And so we had some trips that we wanted to take this year, but in order to be able to prioritize, um, you know, the building stuff, we toned down and adjusted the quality of the travel. And so if you're thinking about these variables, quality cuts timeline, we didn't make any cuts. In terms of the travel, we didn't make cuts elsewhere. We adjusted the quality of the travel to prioritize the other items, knowing that, Hey, we're going to kick the timeline for these nice trips, these bigger trips that we'd like to do. We're going to kick that down the road.
0: Yeah. Shifting. So shifting perspective back to our workout space. Like when we were looking at Airbnbs for our Johnson city trip and it was like, Oh man, this is going to be like a thousand dollars to go and do this. How we were originally thinking like, do we want to spend a thousand dollars on that? Or do we want to put a thousand dollars towards our home gym setup? Thankfully, we're both on the same page with most of those things. Um, most of the time. Yeah. Um, it's not like one of us wanting to go on this like super dope trip and the other one, like, no, I want to, you know, cut that or whatever. But that just comes back. The way you get there is just through having those regular vision conversations and talking about what's yeah. important and where you're headed and, and all of that stuff.
1: And, and we do balance each other because if, if we're being honest, I would not travel at all this oh, yeah. year.
0: You, you would cut all, I travel. would cut
1: all travel hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And just put it all here into the building Mm. and into our gym and into that kind of stuff. Um, But that's harder for you. And you want to, and like, it's not that I don't enjoy travel. It's just, you know, so I I want people who are listening to go like, I don't see the same, you know, me and my spouse don't see eye to eye. And it's like, well, I don't want to give you the impression that we always see eye to eye. That
0: we're like a hundred percent. Yeah. Cause you would completely cut it, but we're both willing to cut it like significantly yes
1: and so we we try to come to the middle and go like well how can we still travel and get some of the things that we care the most about which is like for us this camping trip we care about getting in nature we care about getting away to just unplug and have time with each other yeah we can do that way cheaper and get the majority of the value of travel for us through camping in a cheaper place um yeah we won't get to see some like amazing places that we really want to go but we can do that in the future yeah um and we'll kick that timeline down the road and then in the future we'll make other cuts to make that a priority
0: totally are there any are there any other like big examples you wanted to include no i think that's it I think, everything? I think
1: hopefully that gives people a good idea of how we kind of think about those variables and how we kind of prioritize different purchases i agree So the last thing that you wanted to mention, though, was about just making the decision. And so I think...
0: Making the decision, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, once you make a decision, because... I mean, we've all been this person and we've all been around these people where it's like they don't even enjoy the decision they make because after they make it, they, oh, well, I should have done X, Y, or Z thing or, you know, kind of the Monday morning quarterback yes. yep. yourself. <laughs> and like, we could do that all day long with this building. Like, oh, well, I I shouldn't have spent on that thing and we should have taken that money and do this. And, you know, to a certain degree, like you only learn through like experience and doing so like you can do the best you can with the information you have but then once you've made the decision do whatever it takes to make that decision the right one instead of like being yourself up about it because otherwise you'll you're never content you're never and you're never like enjoying what you what you did
1: totally yeah yeah so. sam Parr uh from my first million i love this he has this uh thing he calls worry time where <laughs> I've heard
0: you talk, about he this. goes,
1: he goes, um, he schedules worry time on his calendar, and he's like, All right, so like, I'm gonna worry about my life from you know. PM on Sunday to 6.00 PM. And that's when I'm going to allow myself to sit down and, and basically plan and think about my future and worry about that. I make this right decision that I make that right decision. And I'm going to make some new decisions as it relates to either my, you know, fitness plans or my business plans or my finance plans or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, and so during that time I do my, my planning and my worrying, but then once I've got the plan, I put a new date on the calendar for when I'm going to revisit the plan and worry again. But I don't get to worry until until that, then. Yeah, and it's kind of a funny way to say it, but I think it it really embodies what what we're trying to do with these decisions, which is like we think through a decision, um, we try to make the best decision we can, and then we try really hard not to worry about the decision until it's time to like plan again and revisit. And and that's where like we opened up with we do the quarterly vision planning. And so we really try to do a lot of our planning and big decision-making during that time. Uh, and then in between those times, it's it's trying to just execute on the plan, more or less. Does that yeah. make sense?
0: All right, I think that's a wrap. I'm gonna make Margo wave. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so weird. She just sleeping. I know.
1: Yeah, so if you're just listening to the audio version, this is incentive to come watch I know, the YouTube video. Come see
0: Margo. <laughs> All right, say bye, Margo.
1: Bye. Thanks, y'all.